Hello, Tax Savers, and welcome to Tax Savers University. Excited to bring you uh, a kick-ass business owner today to hopefully share some good wisdom uh, for you in your own business. Uh, we've got Michael Noe, Noe, or no? Noe, Noe. Noe, yeah. all right. Michael Noe, um, here today with 406 Nutrition Company. Michael, thank you for coming on the podcast. Excited to have yeah, you. man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. So, so tell the audience about yourself and your business, how long you've been in business, where you're, you know, where you're coming from. Just give us a quick uh, high level summary of that. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, my name is Michael Noy, uh, born and raised in the great state of Montana, way up All north, right. right against, you know, about a half hour away from Canada where I live. So we're, okay. we're already getting snow like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But uh I've been in the supplement and health industry for uh, almost 10 years now. And oh, wow. for the last two okay. years, I've actually owned and operated my own supplement retail stores. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that and really going from working in the industry as just a salesperson to really opening my own business, taking full control of it and actually having to be you know, do the leadership role yeah. and the uh, business owner role versus just the salesperson. So what was that like? What would you say, you know, going from just worried about, I got to hit my quotas sales to now, okay, I'm running a business, not just got to get people in the door, but got to run the logistics and the fulfillment. Was there like yeah. a holy crap moment? Like, <laughs> was there a single moment there or was it? Yeah. Like, it was the transition uh, for that. It was, I definitely had quite a few punches straight in the mouth that I wasn't okay. expecting. You know, I did very well when I was in, uh, I worked for a major supplement franchise, a nationwide franchise, and I did very well. I was one of their uh, top salesmen for years. And I thought, you know, that would transfer immediately over into owning my own business. And what I learned was quite the opposite. There's so many humbling moments where I was brand new to something such as marketing or yeah. how to run my books or you know, how to create uh, business to business relationships, all things I had never done before mm -hmm. uh, that I thought would be a breeze. Cause I was, you know, the killer salesman and it was the opposite and it was a learning experience. And yeah, I, I definitely had that. Oh shit moment plenty of time. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, it was all positive and the key was just being able to take it in stride and not yeah. be able to say, you know, this is, um, th this is a sign to quit, but it was more, I need to be a little humble. I need to learn, but I need to keep going. Yeah. So, so on that note of like, oh, the marketing, oh, the books, had you done any research on it in advance or you just had an entrepreneurial seizure and said, let's go? None. Zero None. research. Uh, so building the airplane know, on the way down? Yeah. When I worked for the, the supplement franchise, I was only given the job of running my employees in the stores I ran and mm -hmm. selling and hitting numbers. And uh, I thought that's all it was to run the business. Yeah. That's all it took. So, you know, I didn't think twice when I decided I was going to open my own about what needed to be in place. You know, yeah. I, I remember spending the first couple months of my first store getting phone call after phone call from the city asking for certain permits or from my yeah. landlord asking where certain insurances are. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm on this phone saying, oh, yeah, it's around here somewhere. And then this phone <laughs> trying to call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Nice. It, yeah, there's, uh, it, it was an interesting transition. Yeah, true entrepreneurial spirit, for sure. Uh, so what would you say pushed you to start your business then? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, 
It, it was a myriad of circumstances. One, I had put in all this work for um, a franchise owner and had gotten to a certain point in the company. And I thought I, thought I had my path laid out for me. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I'd been working for this guy for about three years. And literally one morning, I got a phone call as I'm tying my shoes for work. And the guy calls me. And this is somebody we're planning to build an empire together. We've yeah. been working together a long time. And I get a phone call and he says, Michael, you know what? I just got to let you know I've sold my franchises. Here's the new owner's phone number. Thank you so much for all your hard work. Mm. Good luck to you. Wow. So in, in one morning, in one phone call, this entire life I had planned out for myself of being a key, crucial part of this company, it all fell apart. It wow. all disappeared. And then I had to call these new owners, introduce myself to them. And I went from the top of a company to straight to the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. So in that wow. moment, I think something inside me that I, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of woke up and said, yeah. you know, I want to be in a position where I can control what's happening so that by nobody else's hand but my own, do I get mm -hmm. to design and pick my future. Yeah, control your own destiny. And then past that, um, I, I spent about a month or two working for those new owners while I was mulling this over in my head. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at the same time too, I hadn't done much to develop myself, to develop my own mindset as a person. And I was going through a pretty bad relationship. I wasn't happy with my work. And I just got this crazy harebrained idea that what would happen if I wanted to run this thing my way? What yeah. changes would I make? And that finally led to me deciding I'm going to move home and do this thing. And so, okay. you know, I ended up packing my bags, getting everything into my truck, driving the 12 hour drive home and uh, immediately launched into trying to create my own company. Okay. Very nice. I love it. And so you're a couple of years in and uh, seems to be going pretty well for you. So, um, you know, as, what would you say, you know, is one big lesson that you've had so far in these first couple of years? Probably, you know, there's tons of them. I'm sure you know it too yourself yeah. running a company. And Every day there's a new one. Yeah, that's a great question that we could talk for hours on. But, you know, if there's one thing that I had to learn, it's to, uh, to, to basically get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. You know, there's, uh, when I was with a company that I worked for, it was such a guaranteed game plan. And, you know, it was do X, Y, Z, and then here's your paid result. And when it came to running my own company, it was week after week and month after month of feeling uncomfortable and feeling like I was doing something wrong. So I, I had never had any experience of this. So everything I did was a shot in the dark and I didn't know if what I was doing yeah. was right. And, uh, I, I got very uncomfortable when I started looking at other people in my industry, other yeah. people, my age and going, wow, that guy's got X, Y, and Z. And this guy's driving this car and that guy's got 27 stores and he's younger than me. Yeah. I'm doing something wrong. And, and, and then finally coming to terms with the fact to one, you know, stay in my arena don't focus on those other guys because yeah. they didn't get there by focusing on other people and learning to sure. thrive in the uncomfortness because that being uncomfortable it's going to happen it's going to happen right. to anybody who decides to take that step and go into a venture yeah. um, and being uncomfortable can ruin you because it can make you um, slower on your decisions you can have you know a paralysis by analysis you can be mm -hmm. afraid to move forward and there's really only one way to get out of being uncomfortable and mm -hmm. it is to move forward yeah. so you got to be able to master that feeling and go forward. And for a long time, I thought because I was uncomfortable, I wasn't meant for this. 
And I finally learned the lesson that, you know, I am meant for this and I, and I mastered those feelings. So if I could take one lesson and give it to somebody, it would be that, that it's going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable, but if you've got that drive, you got to do it anyways. Nice. I love it. So, so your background was in sales, you said before this, right? Yes. Or before correct. going in any other kind of areas or you, you kind of, you went into the supplement field and have been, had been in sales and then made this leap. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd worked a few part-time jobs here and there through high school, but that was um, your, your expertise was, yeah. One of my first jobs was part-time at a supplement store Mm -hmm. and part-time went full-time, full-time went management, regional management. And Mm -hmm. I just ran with it because I I love fitness. I love supplements. I was already obsessed with it. So I figured why not make that my job? Yeah. So uh, I'm just kind of curious myself. How did, how would you say your sales experience and background translated into so the skills it took to be what it sounds like was a fairly successful salesperson how did that translate into building a successful business the crossover skills or just that ended up being a super small part of it did the sales help you the sales definitely helped when it came to uh, when i finally had people in in the door i knew Uh what to do with them Okay. how to create an experience. I, I knew how to grow a culture. Um, and, and then when it came to bringing on team members, I also knew how to train them up. You know, that was my job for a long time mm-hmm. to train up team members and get them to be uh, really crucial assets of our company, not just be, you know, salespeople, but to actually be um, people who are full on bought in to our process and what we're trying to do as a company. So that was the part that did transfer and that was great. Okay. Um, but that, that was the only thing that it helped with was the gotcha. face to face with the customer. Okay. So, so the, once they're there, okay, we're good to go. I got it from here. But then the other elements were figuring out how to get them to the door and then the back end logistics, that was more of the challenge and, and, and getting people to do the work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So it sounds like you've done a lot of work on, you mentioned recruiting, getting in and kind of kind of steeping them in your, the culture you're trying to create. Do you have a, an intention around culture with, with your company? And if so, what role has that played in your success so far? Yeah, so the intention on culture, that's great. Um, so something that we're, we're really focusing on right now, I'm literally driving um, to one of my locations on, on Monday, just have a culture meeting. Oh, nice. It was probably one of the things that I, I, I really missed right out of the gates was to okay. focus on what our actual mission was as a company and, and what our culture was. Um, I had a great talk with somebody last night about this because I, I knew what my passion was and I knew that I wanted to help people. Um, and I just assumed that the people I were hiring, they were on board for the same reason and that was it. But there was no definition of what we were trying to accomplish as a team. And and there's no core values that were defined that this is who we are. Um, You know, I I hired great people because I I hired people I believed that would do well, but I didn't Mm -hmm. give them a direction to head in. And and it was literally like, uh, you know, having a team of highly trained warriors with no battle to fight. They were there, they were ready to perform, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know what direction to go in and start executing. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time lately developing our culture and who we are and what we believe in. And it's really made people buy in hundred percent. They they actually know what we're working towards. They know why we're working towards it and they know why it's important. And that's Mm -hmm. been a game changer. 
That's awesome. So th these are kind of things that seem like you'd consider soft skills that a lot of business owners might poo poo. Right. So yeah. how looking at the timeline, when did you make that shift as far as was it six months ago, nine months ago, just a few weeks ago. And if it's been a little bit back, what was there a noticeable difference in business performance when you did make that intentional shift? You know, I'd say the first shift started probably about nine months ago, to be okay. honest. And, um, and that wasn't even a shift I made with my team. Uh -huh. It was a shift that I, I decided I needed to make. I decided that I need yeah. to identify and define all these things. Because if not, then I'm really waking up each day without a clear set of vision, a clear mission. And I'm just kind of shooting by the hip and working yeah. towards this arbitrary goal. So I, I knew, and thankfully through some mentorship, that if I didn't change, I didn't personally make the change. It's just not going to happen for my team. Right. So I started developing and working on that for a while. And then a couple months ago was the first time I reached out to my whole team and I first put it in their hands. You know, I said, if, if you had to define what you wanted as core values for yourself and for what mm -hmm. you're trying to do with my company, what would it be? And then I got all these lists of these people's core values. Yeah. And it is amazing how many of them were asking for the same thing. Huh and not help you define it helped you define it for them almost yeah exactly and, and awesome. it was weird that it in, it intrinsically also lined up with what i wanted to achieve mm -hmm. we all were in it for the same thing but once again we just didn't have the direction to go gotcha. we didn't have a single person and and that is on me as the leader of the company to mm -hmm. own but there wasn't somebody really taking that mission by the reins and saying this is how we're going to execute and then pushing people forward yeah so it's been Pretty recent implement, uh, okay. implementation of our business, but I mean, you're, I'm already getting great feedback because it's a difference. Like I said, back in those retail days of me just having employees or mm -hmm. me having a team that's bought into a mission and that team that's yeah. bought into the mission, they're the ones that they're going to stay an hour and a half late. Right. They'll lay it down for you. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to open the store early. They're going to show up and work the days they're not supposed to work. And they're going to go the extra mile and create that experience that you dream of happening when sure. you're not at the store. Yeah. Awesome. Now you mentioned that you're, you're driving up tomorrow to one of the stores to, to have a culture meeting. So uh, there's not a lot of business owners I've talked to who like actually intentionally have culture meetings in their organization. So why don't you walk through what that looks like for you? For yeah. So as far as the culture meeting, you know, for us in this one, it, it, it's defining what our culture is. And, but the, the real thing to define is why, why is this okay. our culture and why are we working towards this? Um, and a lot of that just comes down to the um, experiences that we've walked through to to get to where we are and me personally mm -hmm. to get to where I am and my reason to replicate that and why I created the business to give that to others. Mm -hmm. And it's creating the culture that um, these people that I'm bringing onto the team are all on board the mission to help these people. Yeah. So it's really defining what that culture is. And for us, you know, it's our culture, you know, our, our core values, we've got seven of them and we've talked a lot about culture, but I'd say the number one thing is that we want to become community builders wherever we are okay. because a lot of the people in my company, myself, uh, my partner over in Kalispell, we were the oddball, out of shape, fat kids in high school hmm. and we didn't have a lot of friends. And then we found our way forward through fitness, through supplementation, 
um, you know, there's a long time where supplements is the only reason I would even do fitness because I just wanted to try the new cool thing on the market. So uh, I want our culture to be one that, you know, a lot of supplement stores out there get identified with meatheads or people right. who are trying to do bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. And for me, fitness has never been about that. I have massive respect for anybody who it is, but mm-hmm. for me, that's not it. For me, it's that fitness and supplements are one of the first places I ever felt at home. You know, I remember going to the supplement store and talking to the guys there who knew what I was working towards. It was one of the highlights of my day when I was growing up because I didn't have people to talk to at school or on my sports team, but I I had those guys. So that's what we want to do is be community builders where we have all these people who are struggling through different areas of life that can be fixed through fitness. Mm -hmm. And we want to provide a space and a culture and a community that services those needs. So that's really what our culture meeting is about. And what we're going to walk through is how do we not only keep that culture thriving in our company, but how do we make other people on the outside feel that they can come and join? Awesome. I love it. So on onward and upward working towards it, that's a, a good mission. So absolutely. Very nice. Well, so you're, you're in the fitness space. So that's a kind of a, for a lot of people, that's part of being balanced is not just having work, but also fitness and health and relationships. But as an entrepreneur, a lot of times it, it takes all of you and more. So how do you manage, you know, balancing? Because if you're, if you're not living the values of being Mm. in the community and fit and and then that makes it hard. It seems like at least would be harder to sell the product. So how do you balance kind of, running the business, building the business with staying fit with your personal life uh, as you're growing this business? Yeah, man, you you hit the nail on the head because I, I literally just wrote this down in my notebook. You killed that. You, you got to walk the talk. Yeah. You know? um, the, the worst sales period in my life when I first opened this company was when I stopped working out and taking supplements Uh and I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. I I couldn't sell anything to anybody. uh, And it it was just baffling to me. And in my mind, I was still all in on the idea of supplements and fitness, but it was just this simple idea that I wasn't doing. It was enough that the the people could identify that That, this guy's not crazy. They could just tell you weren't eating your own dog food. Exactly. It was 100% that. So it took me getting recommitted. And for a while, it was just shooting from the hip. You know, Mm -hmm. I I had no structure to my days. It was wake up, do as much work as I could. And then back then I wasn't working out. So then I added in working out at the end of all that. And I ran with that for about a year until I realized how ineffective I was being Mm -hmm. and really decided to start adding structure to my day. And and that structure is where I get my work-life balance from. I've got very specific things that I have implemented that I do before bed every night that I do at the start of the day um, that really lay out my entire day for me and and set me up for success. And a big part of that day is my fitness, because like you said, I'm in this industry. I need to walk the walk. I need to talk the talk. So, you know, five days a week, I have chiseled out into my schedule, my workout session. And I don't even view it as a stress reliever workout, you know, I relieve stress when I'm in there, but I don't view it as a free time. I view it as this is a crucial component of my business life. Cause without this, mm-hmm. I'm not believing in what I'm doing Yeah, and that I'm myself and my company will suffer. So I have built it 
into my day just to work out. And then the work-life balance comes from this, this uh, basically daily list that I make because if I cross X, Y, Z off that list, my day is done and then I'm free to go do what I want. Some days that list doesn't get done till 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. Other days that list is done by 1 p.m. But by making an actionable list every day that I can execute on, yeah. it's given me a lot more clarity in the direction I'm headed in. And it's taken nice. a lot of that stress of shooting from the hip off of my life. Nice. So, so essentially, it sounds like you treat, just talking on that fitness piece, you treat it like an appointment that you don't move. Yes. So how do, you, how do you, so, and this is something that I always know I'm supposed to do, but also struggle with because I can kind of tend to be a whoop squirrel type of yep. person. <laughs> and so, so how do you make it so you don't move those appointments when something else, maybe more shiny comes along? Yeah. Clarity of vision. Okay. Uh, and this is what really helped with defining myself and my own goals a while back is I know and have had to define for myself where I want to be in 10 years, where I want to be in 20 years. You know, I don't know the steps to get there, but I know the milestones I want to hit as a company. Mm -hmm. And it's just a simple acknowledgement that if I have identified that this one thing provides positive results and when I don't do it, I get negative results. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps me from canceling that and doing something else yeah. because I get that all the time too. You know, I get the little entrepreneur fairy that wants me to take mm -hmm. certain meetings or go do certain things and work on this a little bit longer. But then I have to recenter myself and I know that if I truly want this goal over here to happen, I have to go get my workout in. And right. it sounds like such a silly thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are like, well, now you have to work later if I'm behind on the day. And I'm like, yes, I understand that. But without the systems in place, I'm never going to really achieve the ultimate goal. So right. it, reminding myself that the prize at the end of the road is greater than whatever little carrot is being dangled out in front of me. Nice. So, well, so on that note, on the vision and, uh, and in that ultimate goal, what's, what's kind of next for you as far as where, where uh, 406 nutrition is headed? Yeah. So, you know, for a long time when I got started, it was all a numbers game to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just obsessed with, I got one store and I want to open two stores. You know, before store number two was even open, I wanted to open store number three. Uh -huh. and, and recently I've completely shifted where I want to take this company. And, you know, our focus is on the people because, you know, I had to remember that without the fitness experience, my life would be in a completely different direction. It changed my life. Help me to, as a person, help me to break out of my shell. So what I want to do and where we're going to take 406, we've got our two locations right now, and we're going to maximize the potential of each location until there is literally no more room to move the needle upwards before we go and expand in anything. Mm. And I want to get to a point where anybody inside Montana knows that if they have a goal and they're serious about it, no matter what that goal is, be it if you're trying to you know, gain muscle. If you're trying to get ready for your wedding, if you just want to lose uh, weight, so your knees don't hurt when you go hiking with your kids, whatever your goal is, mm -hmm. we want to be without a doubt, the number one spot to go for those things. So our goal is to become as effective as possible where we already are. And then past that, we do want to keep expanding across mm -hmm. Montana so that we can service a greater market and service more people. There, there's awesome. more plans down the pipeline on that. You know, we've talked about producing our own products. Uh, we've gone and we've uh, created an app that allows us to do online coaching for clients as well. So nice. the, the 20 
year from now vision. I'm not sure the steps to get there and I'm not sure what we're going to implement. There's a million directions we want to go, but what I know I want to do is I want to help Montanans lose a million pounds of fat and gain a million pounds of muscle and have a million people whose mindsets we change in the lifetime of our company. I like it. That's a good BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, that's awesome. I love it. So as a CPA and this being Tax Savers University, of course, I've got to ask as a business owner and uh, maybe going back to when you started compared to now and in between, what role has tax planning or the lack of it, especially when you're first starting out, played in your business? And you mentioned yeah. kind of figuring out books and So this is one of the first things I want to this is when you gave out the invitation to come onto the podcast, I was super excited to just deliver this part of the message. If I didn't yeah. say anything else, I wanted to say this. When I started my business, I was a, I do everything type of guy. Cause a, I didn't trust anybody to do anything. Mm -hmm. And B, I wanted to save money. I yeah. didn't want to pay everyone sure. stuff. So I took everything on my plate and I tried running my own books and my own numbers. And I cannot tell you the amount of, sleepless nights and basically a sickening feeling in my gut that I thought I was doing everything wrong that the inevitable audit or the IRS or mm -hmm. some letter was going to come in the mail saying you've done XYZ wrong you're done yeah and I, I lived with constant worry on that and I was always behind too you know employee paychecks they were five six seven days late and obviously they're not going to be happy about yeah, that. yeah. The company, so uh and, you know, I remember the first time I did taxes, the first year, I thought I was going to get this massive return and then I ended up paying in. And that was, you know, I, I had done it all and I thought, oh, I'm going to get this great return. And I had already planned what I was going to do that for the company, uh -huh. got nothing back. Yeah. Then the second year, it was the opposite where I was stressed out of my mind because I thought I was paying all this money in and it basically was a wash and I didn't have to pay anything in. Yeah. Um, so I just, I never knew what was going on inside my company's numbers, which that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a business sure. owner, uh -huh. that's not a good thing. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is I decided to hire a CPA from the moment I did, man, I, I felt so dumb for not doing it from the start. Yeah. Because I basically, you know, I, I've got a CPA that we, she sends me anything that I need to be aware of. She handles a lot of stuff on my back end. And it has created so much more time for me to actually focus on the things in my company that really mm -hmm. matter. Because truthfully, if you're a business owner, you're not going to move the needle and improve your company by doing your own taxes or running your own books. Right. Those are not items that actually grow your business. As a leader, it, yeah. you need to focus on the 5 to 10% of things that you can do to actually grow the company. Right. So when it comes to something like running the books, just have somebody else who knows what they're doing do it because absolutely a, it's going to take all the stress off of you and b it's going to benefit you the first year i had taxes done by an actual cpa the benefit for my business was night and day like so many things i was missing so many things that i could have been deducting that i wasn't deducting um that they saved me a ton of money which then i was able to put back into my company and keep mm -hmm. growing yeah so long story short if, if I would have hired a CPA from day one, we'd be a lot farther down the road than we are right now. Nice. Well, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we always say, it all the time. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And like I always say, 
is, is that you don't have to be the one inputting your numbers to be able to be in, intimate with your numbers. So you can, it's good to know where you're at and where you're making money, but you don't have to be the one plugging in the checks on your books to, to be able to do that. It, you know, it's having, having a partner that actually has done this for people and does it for a living. It's the, it'd be like, you know, you need to go in to get your uh, appendix removed and you're trying to go in and do it yourself. <laughs> you know, people don't do that, but they think they can yep. do the books themselves. So uh, that's an, that's an awesome story. Kind of it's, it's what we see all the time, especially people that are a year or two into the business. You're fortunate that you sounds like you did it relatively quickly after getting started. Uh, I've had people that all of a sudden eight or nine years go by and they're finally talking to someone. Uh, so yeah, definitely the sooner, the better as your business grows, it costs you a lot of money to not do that. So, so good for you for, for being proactive about that, or I guess reactive and then proactive. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what would you say is your why both for life and business? Oh man. So the why, the why is uh, big for me just because, um, you know, like I said, growing up in high school, I was definitely the overweight kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I was definitely the socially awkward kid. And I did, I didn't, I thought I was that kid that walked around and said, I don't care what anybody thinks, but deep down, I, I actually cared what everybody thinks. Yeah. And it, it dominated a lot of my life, you know, mm -hmm. it dominated uh, almost every thought. All I could ever think about was what are these people thinking? Uh, do they think I'm dumb? Oh no. Why am I doing this? And I can clearly remember when I started investing time into actually developing as a person. And, you know, I can't put an exact day on it, but there was a clear moment in my life where I woke up and I started realizing I actually love the person I am, you know, regardless of where I am at success wise, business wise, you know, if I'm making all the money in the world or I go dead broke tomorrow, I'm still going to love the person I am and the mindset I've developed. And, and I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if it wasn't for the first time I walked into a gym and started taking control of my health. So that's what, that was the catalyst that started it. So my big why is I've changed my life regardless of if uh, this life ends with a lot of money in the bank account or none in the bank account. Mm -hmm. I've changed it for the better just through this experience. So that's what I want to do for other people. That's my why. That's what drives me every day. Because I know there's people out there in the same situation I was, not happy with themselves, not happy with their lives, you know, staring in a mirror for hours a day because they can't, you know, stand the person they're looking at. And I know I can change that. And I know yeah. how long it took me to change that. Mm -hmm. And I know I can show them a faster route. And I know I can show them the stepping stones to get there in, in two years instead of 10, which it took me. Mm -hmm. that, that's the big why behind us. And then inherently 406 nutrition is you know, 406 is my place where I can meet those people because you know, I just talked to my team the other day. Nobody comes into the store who wants to gain weight or lose weight just because. You know, you don't wake mm -hmm. up one morning and just go, you know what sounds great today? I just I just want to gain 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they come in with a reason. You know, uh -huh. they, they want to gain 20 pounds of muscle because they're sick and tired of being the skinny guy that get, gets picked yeah. on. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of hurt deep down wrapped mm -hmm. up in that. There's a lot of pain. And they're mm -hmm. coming in to try to fix that pain. So 406 is my place where I can meet those people who are in that pain that I was in and then help them service themselves and fix their problems. That's the big why that it doesn't 
doesn't matter how much money we make in our lifetime as a company, we're just going to keep doing it because we want to save people from that experience. Yeah. That's awesome. man. I love that. Why that is, that is definitely a powerful one. That's, that's great. Um, so before we get to the, the last question that I want to ask you, um, if people want to find you and kind of figure out how they can go along that same journey and reach out to you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you or find you online? Yeah. You know, nowadays getting connected on Instagram, it's okay. by far the easiest way for us. You know, if, if you want my personal content, it's just Michael Noy, just my first and last name. And uh, instead of an E on my last name, it's three. So it's Michael N-O-3. Okay. And then uh, our, our store page, that's 406 Nutrition Co. Simple as that. And that's really where we interact with people the most. Um, and we yeah. have meaningful conversations on there. And I run both those accounts. So okay. whatever one you reach out, you go on with me. Awesome. Excellent. So what I want to finish with is if, we, if we're going back a couple of years ago to your, the day before you started your business, you got that call, you know, it's, you, you realize you're at the bottom of the totem pole. I need to, I need to go off and be in, my, in charge of my own destiny. And you had one thing you could tell yourself that day, now that you're kind of through a couple of those lessons and those hurdles, what would that one thing be? Don't buy a super fancy car. Don't do okay. that. <laughs> uh, uh, don't do that. Take out as many loans as possible <laughs> appreciating assets. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Perfect idea for a young business owner. Yeah. Um, no, you know, probably if I could go back and talk to myself, um, man, it, it'd probably be to have the courage to go forward with your plan regardless of circumstance. Okay. You know, this goes back started and I, I had this plan laid out and, and I thought, you know, opening this business, it's going to be great. Um, and before you know it, I'm going to be the man, I'm going to be rich. And, and that's why we open a business, right? Yeah. Before I knew it, that wasn't the case. And uh, because I had this vision, I thought I was doing everything wrong. And, you know, it, and I'm not going to lie, this is something I tell a lot of people. It got pretty rough at some points in the company. Um, mm -hmm. There was a period in transition where I did spend about seven months living in the back room of one of my stores. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I was super embarrassed of it. And I wouldn't tell anybody because I thought I had messed this whole thing up royally. Um, and above all else, it took a heck of a lot of courage to keep waking up every day and still falling out of the back room, going to the front room, working the full day just to go back back to sleep in the back room mm -hmm. um, and without courage and thankfully I was I was raised in a, in a family that taught me to have courage in all things I do um, without that courage I, I'd be lost and I would have gave up a long time ago um, so, so if I could go back and, and tell myself anything it'd be to tell myself this isn't going to be easy mm -hmm. you got to be you got to be brave and you got to see it through because um, without that I don't, I don't think anybody's ever going to be successful you know there's there's a lot of people out there who think that this is the easy road. You're a business owner and you've made it and you're good to go. And you get to do whatever you want anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. It's quite the opposite. It's, yeah. it's a life that that's, you're going to be consumed with a lot of things that most people don't even have to deal with. And, mm -hmm. and you're going to have stress and pressures and worries that most people will never experience in their life, but it's to have the courage to see it through and to remember why you started. So I go back and tell myself that, you know, it'd be, to be courageous in all the things you do and then to move forward on it and not be paralyzed by that fear. Cause you know, I probably spent four months living in that back room that I didn't need to spend in that back room. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid of messing up more. 
I would, mm-hmm. I'd get, holy crap, I'm already here. What happens if I keep doing this? Do I mm-hmm. lose everything? And now I'm living in the streets out of the back room. <laughs> and I got paralyzed for a while. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. And it, it took a lot of um, faith and courage to say, you know what? I got to keep pushing forward. So if I could tell myself anything, it'd be that. Awesome. I love it. Well, Michael Noy, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on uh, Tax Savers University here and sharing your story, especially that part about how important it is to get a CPA as soon as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I really appreciate it. It's a great story and uh, excited to see where you take 406 Nutrition and the next stages of your journey. I appreciate it, Todd. Thanks so much for having me on. And definitely, uh, anytime, more than happy to do it again. For sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tax Savers, and we'll see you next time. All right, Tax Savers, hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you could leave a review or share it with a friend, it helps us get that message out there. Thank you for your attention and for following the podcast, and we'll see you next time on Tax Savers University.